have your Bibles, if you have a phone, if you have a tablet, if you just grabbed your neighbor's Bible that you're sitting next to, I want to um, look at a couple verses. In fact, you can turn to Psalm 139, verse 14, and then we'll also look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Encourage you to go to our website even later, hillschurcharcadia.org. Download the message notes. On the message notes in the back are a couple questions. I'd encourage you to do them, whether it's the breakfast table, the dinner table, you're out to eat somewhere, ask yourself a couple questions. All the notes from communion are in there. You can follow along, send them to somebody. Uh, again, it's great to have all of these verses. Well, we've been doing this series called uh, Wonders and Wisdom. And in the book of Psalm is where we look at the wonders of God. David talks about that, the wonders of God. But his son Solomon, God had given him an enlarged heart to judge his people, but he also gave him wisdom unlike anybody else who've ever lived on earth outside of Jesus. So wis uh, we look at wonders in Psalms, wisdom in Proverbs, but then we look at Jesus because Jesus amplifies both of those in the messages and things that he has said. So let's Let's read these two uh, verses together kind of to set this up. Psalm 139, verse 14, where David writes this. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Look at your neighbor and say, you're wonderfully made, right? You're wonder. that's a good pickup line, isn't it? Hey, you're wonderfully made. No, it's not a good pickup line. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. Marvelous are your works. David talked about the works of the fingers of God in creation. The sun, the moon, and the stars. And David reflected and said, who am, who am I that you're even mindful of me? Well, remember, David and Bathsheba had a son named Solomon. Solomon, if you read in Proverbs, he'll say that his father and his mother taught him. But it was the Lord that gave him that wisdom. And we look at that verse, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, where I always look at this kind of as one of the themes of the book of Proverbs. And he says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Solomon looks at those that are wise and those that are fools. And those that are wise, they fear the Lord. In fact, I always looked at that, the fear of the Lord, it's the beginning, right? It's the beginning. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. But today I want to I look at both uh, in the psalm and also in Proverbs, where it comes down to David's going to talk about the words that we say to bless God. Solomon's going to talk about the words that we use sometimes to tear down people. Wait a minute. Words that bless God? We just were doing that worship. And then there's words that tear down people? Well, Solomon's going to talk about that and then we'll look at Jesus. I was reading a story about a lady named Karen that had a dishwasher that stopped. And um, she was working uh, so much, but she was able to get a hold of an appliance repairman and since she had to go to work the next day, she told the repairman, I'll leave the key under the mat, and when you fix the dishwasher, would you just leave the invoice on my counter, and I'll mail you a check the next day. 
Oh, by the way, don't worry about my Rottweiler Spike. He won't bother you at all. But whatever you do, do not under any circumstances talk to my parrot. I repeat, do not talk to my parrot no matter what he says to you. Well, when the repairman arrived at Karen's apartment the following day, he discovered the biggest, meanest-looking Rottweiler he had ever seen. But he remembered what she said, and that dog just laid there looking at him as he was starting his work. But the parrot, however, drove him completely nuts the entire time with insistent yelling, cursing, and calling him filthy names. Finally, the repairman could take no more, couldn't contain himself, and yelled at the parrot, Shut up, you stupid, ugly bird. To which the parrot replied, Get him, Spike. <laughs> How words can change things, right? Well, I want to look a little bit here uh, at some of the things that David says, and I'll put some verses kind of quickly on the screen. Psalm 5, verse 1 through 3. And I want us to, would you hear David's heart? You know, we have David, the shepherd boy, that takes care of his father's sheep out in the wild wilderness, lions and bears we read about, but he would begin to sing and worship the Lord. He wasn't afraid to stand up to a lion, a bear, a giant, an army. He would train uh, mighty men for battle. But he had this heart. He was referred to as a man after God's own heart. God is the one that said that about him. And he says words like this. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I will pray, and my voice you shall hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. You know, we love those ones, right? Give ear to my words, O Lord. I'll, you're going to hear me in the morning, and to you I'm going to look up. You know, he is the lifter of our heads. Psalm 19, verse 14, and David writes these words. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Isn't that interesting? He says, that, let the words of my mouth, because my mouth is connected to the heart. The meditation of my heart be ever pleasing to you. My uh, former church supervisor, he, he always said this, and I'll never forget it. He says, every night when I go to bed and I lay my head down on the pillow, before I go to sleep, I replay my day. And I'm thinking of, did I say something or do anything that I just need to take care of with the Lord even right now? And then make a note, maybe with somebody, am I replaying that? Because we love these verses to read, right? Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You know, we love those words, my strength. God, you're my strength, you're my redeemer. Well, David then goes into Psalm 141, verse 3, where he says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. 
Have you ever said anything and wish you could have reeled that thing right back? Ooh, I didn't mean that. Oh, come on, right? I didn't mean to say that. Oh, how quickly it goes out. So David says, as a prayer, set a guard, oh Lord, over my mouth. Well, we'll, we'll look at with Jesus, right? It's the Holy Spirit that we ask to check us. How many of you, if you wanted to say something, but you just held it in and you were so proud of yourself because you just didn't say it. It was so hard. You just wanted to say it. Set a guard. Psalm 54, verse 2. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. We are the only created being, humans, that have the ability to speak and to speak words. Uh, and I, I know you guys love your pets, but they don't talk to you, right? Barking and whining and meowing, that's really, you might say, well, they're, they're talking to me. I, I know, right? I understand. They bark at us when it's time to eat. They bark at us when they need to go outside. They bark at us, you know, to take them out and exercise them. But we were given the ability to speak words, right? To express words. And we're starting to see here that our words are to bless God, to praise God. And yet we're to check and put a guard on my mouth, oh Lord. Now, so since my mom's in our church now, I get to tell stories of what she did to us as kids, right? This is kind of like my confessional and uh, no. But um, she would not allow us to call each other names at all. If we called, I had two other brothers, if we called them names, we got our mouth washed out with Irish spring soap. To this day, I don't use Irish Spring, I use Coast, right? Because there's just too many words that I probably said. Well, we got a little creative is we started looking up words in the dictionary and we would call each other page numbers. You're a 503, right? Mom, you know what he called me? Yeah, he called you a 503. That doesn't mean anything. You got to look, oh, then you got in trouble, right? She looked up what 503 meant. Oh, come back to the sink. You're going to get your mouth washed out. In our household, the word stupid was a bad word. That's the S word, right? That's not the S word. You couldn't convince her, right? You didn't call each other stupid, all of those type of things. And I think for the most part, we did pretty well. I won't look over at that side uh, of the room. But our words are to build up, right? And too many times we've switched to where our words tear down. The name Walter... There's so many people that use that name, and the, the other name they'll use is Wally. Well, I didn't like Wally. And I told people, you don't call me Wally. Now, I know back in the day, I remember, like, leave it to Beaver. Remember, his brother was named Wally. We remember, you didn't call me Wally. Now, my youth pastor used to call me Wally Bear, which I really didn't like, but it was my youth pastor. I just didn't like. So people sometimes would say it. I'm like, don't you ever call me Wally again. I know there's going to be somebody after church today that's going to come up and say, you know, which I'll forgive you even right now, and I'll let my words, you know, bless the Lord. But it's interesting when we see the, the word shift to Solomon, that Solomon will talk about our words in blessing the Lord, but in most points, Solomon's going to talk about the power of the word and how the, the detriment that our words become so we read in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, it says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips 
is wise. Right? Restraint. Restraint. That's where I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Restraint. Not to say, we're so easy to say things. And I was thinking about this. Michelle and I were married in 1993. At the time, I was working for a uniform rental uh, company. And I remember going to this forklift place to deliver some uniforms. And it was the first time that I had ever heard. It was on radio at the time. It was Howard Stern. They were playing it in the sun. And I couldn't believe the stuff they were saying in 1993. Right? You can't, I can't believe I'm hearing this stuff. And it's not changed, has it? It's probably gotten worse upon worse and upon worse. So I looked this up. Do you know today there's 5 million podcasts that kind of estimate that go on around the world with 70 million episodes in between. And there was a man from uh, Australia in Western Sydney that he's got the Guinness Book of World Records for a 55-hour podcast plus 25 minutes. What would you say for 55 hours and 25 minutes? How many of you were like, I could do 60 hours? Right. 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 How many words? I know that some of you love, you, you keep track of sports and statistics. And how many stations on the radio are they that talk about the same sports thing? How many podcasts are there? I mean, there's so many things, words upon words upon words upon words out there and it's interesting that Solomon says this years and years ago that in a multitude of words sin is not lacking but he who restrains his lips is wise Proverbs 17 27 he who has knowledge spares his words and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit right he who has knowledge spares his words Proverbs 18 20 and 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So I am the only created individual, like you humans, that have the ability to speak words of life, and speak words of death. We're always having to keep these things in check. It's interesting how somebody can say something to you that's uplifting and it uplifts you, and one simple word can be said. How many of you had a teacher maybe in school that said something about you? And sometimes today you remember that exact word. Many times we remember the negative things rather than the positive things. We need to remember those things and ask the Lord to check us. Ecclesiastes, let me jump ahead. Ecclesiastes 5.2, again, this is uh, so Solomon writing these things. Do not be rash with your mouth, and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Let your words be few. You know, we would tell our kids, you know, when, when kids were little, and, you know, kids talk all the time, right? You ever remember when your kids were, like, little, like, what turns them on in the morning, right? On button, right? They start talk, 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 talk. And they're talking with somebody. They're not listening to what the person's saying. They're ready to wait till they stop because they have something more important to say. Many times we do the exact same thing. 
Somebody's talking to us. We're not even listening. We're waiting for them just to be quiet so we can talk, that we can say something. Isn't that interesting where he says, let your words be few. Now, we would say this. We would say, boy, they're, they're kind of quiet today. Is something wrong? There's nothing wrong if you're quiet, right? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong. Michelle's grandma used to always say, watch out for the quiet ones, right? Watch out for the... Well, we look at biblically, no, there's nothing wrong with not talking, but we all know people that just can talk and talk. There's people, have you ever noticed you get a phone call and you look at the name and you're like, I don't have two hours, right? <laughs> Actually, I can, I can click it on and I can leave and go somewhere. I can go shopping. I can go to Disneyland. I can drive a thousand miles up and back and come back in there. Did you hear what I just said? Uh, yeah, uh, right. We all, anybody know people like that that, all right. How many of you, it's you? <laughs> no, right. Well, James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, and I know this isn't in Psalm, Proverbs, uh, but James writes this. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know, and I wrote this down. There's one swift, there's two slows. Swift to what? Here. Slow to speak and slow to wrath. And he writes, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So I take that. We've been given two ears and one mouth. Thank God we're not given two mouths, right? And one ear. Two ears, one mouth. Slow. It says, slow. Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Next time something comes on you and you just want to say something, I pray that you've memorized one of these verses that it becomes something that the Holy Spirit uses to stop you before you say it. And then repent that you even thought it, right? That it even got in your head. Lord, let me not, let me not do anything. And I thought about this. I was driving a thousand miles. I didn't get mad at anybody. I think some people might have got mad at me. But that's their fault. They're slow drivers. When the sign says, pull over to the right, if you're a slow traffic, pull over to the right. You know, let the screaming eagle by. No, but we'll, we'll sometimes think it and say, oh, I didn't say it. Yeah, but you thought it, right? You, you, and eventually it's going to come out. It's going to come out. Let's look at a couple words uh, that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37. And this is when things start to hit. He says, but I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. That's why the importance, what I talked about, Dennis Easter, who sat and thought about the things he said. Our time of communion that we examine ourselves and say, hey, if I said, any, if I said anything, I want to come back and I want to repent of that, come under that blood of Jesus and be forgiven. I don't want to stand up and Jesus say, okay, we're going to go through your words right now. Okay, everybody else have a seat. It's going to be a long week. <laughs> I don't want to have to go through that. We'll be accountable. In fact, he uses that word, by your words you'll be justified. 
by your words you'll condemn. Those words of, of building up, of edifying. And that's where, again, that, that just becomes something that you've meditated the word. You're catching yourself when you think certain things. Because we're wanting to be Christ-like. He wouldn't say those things. He didn't think of those things. We want to be Christ-like. Mark chapter 13, verse 31. Two more verses here. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Think about that. That's the word of God. Everything else is going to pass away. Your beautiful plant in your backyard is going to pass away. Your grass is going to burn. Everything's going to be gone. But you know what? God says this, or Jesus said, my words will not pass away. That's why it's so important that we have his words in our heart. It's the only eternal thing that when you have. Last verse, John 14, 26. And I love how it opens where it says, but the helper. Everybody say that with me. But the helper. Raise your hand if the person sitting next to you needs help. Right? The helper. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. If words are a struggle for you, you have a teacher. You have an advocate. You have one called alongside of you. We talked earlier on, we talked about depression, addiction, healing, all of those things. Well, if words are a struggle, you've got a helper. You just can't say, well, you know what? I just grew up that way. That's just what we said. No, you have a helper. You have someone that will help you. You have someone that will speak to your heart. You'll have someone that directs you. And we always start by building somebody up. Build somebody up today. Okay, find somebody right next to you. Look at them. Give them an encouraging word real quick. Find somebody. Find somebody, look at them real quick. Don't just stare at them. I like your earrings, right? Um, what perfume are you wearing? No, you know. How many of you now find somebody and let, no, don't tear them down, right? No. You know, that's part of our, our, our bit that Christ-like of being an encourager. Encourage people. Start that by one word. Find somebody and encourage them. But Jesus says this, you're not alone. You have a helper. You have somebody that will help you overcome. So one of the questions that I have in our notes, as you look at it, is for me in my house, on a scale from 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, how well do your words bring praise to God? That's a good question. How well are my words throughout the day at bringing praise to God? You know, we, uh, when we left Oregon, beautiful sky. So beautiful, that sunrise. And what, what's so interesting about, everything's legal in Oregon. You want heroin? It's legal. You want cocaine, meth? You want a silencer for your gun? It's legal. But you can't pump your own gas. I'm not saying, okay, that's, that's illegal to pump my, you know, to pump my own gas. So, so and, you, and you look at the sky and you think, God, what a beautiful sunrise. Lord, you woke me up today. This is the first day of today, right? This is the beginning. I get to celebrate you today. That's how we start. That's how David talked about in the morning. In the morning, when I get up, you're going to hear my voice. 
That's what starts changing the way that we say things. You're going to hear my voice today. How many of you are early morning people? Anybody be honest? You're, you love the mornings. All right. How many of you are the night owl? You're, you're still trying to wake up at 1110. Right? You're, still, you're almost there. Right? So it's the morning people that are loud sometimes and talk loud, right? And that really bugs the late night people. And then it's the late night people that stay up too late and they wake up the early people. But isn't it interesting that David says, that he says, you're going to hear my voice. So my goal in the morning is God's going to hear me. He's going to hear my voice. Before I say anything, I want him to hear my voice. Bow your heads if you would with me today. Let's remember David, the wonders in Psalms. The verses of his words to his father. Give ear to my words, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be ever pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, and my Redeemer. Let's let the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Father, we pray today that our words that are in our heart praise and worship you. Let us be known as people that uplift others. Lord, we all have challenges and things that we think and things that we want to say and things that we hide back, Father, we give those things all to you. In fact, we do it, even Jesus said, any idle word, thought, we thank you, Lord, that we uh, ask you for forgiveness of those words. And that today, I am cognizant that the Holy Spirit is my helper, my teacher, is directing me. I'm more than a conqueror. I will use my words to bless my God. I will use my words to bless others. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. Stand with me.